0: Always Be My Baby was always playing on the radio and it was definitely one of my faves.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a great video too because this. she's got like the plaid shirt. It's like a summer camp fantasy, I little love jean that. short. It's a
0: summer camp. She's at Camp Mariah. It's like so innocent. She's She looks so gorgeous in all the shots and like she's swinging on the tie. It's like, it's one of my favorite music videos too.
1: Join the faculty. Quit your writing job. Don't waste your time.
0: I'll quit my writing job and I'll become like a camp counselor for (laughs) Mariah.
1: Oh, hello, I'm Trevor Campbell, and this is You Made Me Queer, the show where I slip on my tightest red cocktail dress, Alad Jessica Rabbit, and saunter across the Pizza Hut to look you dead in the eyes and ask, Hey, Sailor, are you going to finish that? That's right. Every episode, I invite a fantastic 2SLGBTQIA plus guest to point the finger of blame at who and or what made them queer. We do it every time. Jessica Rabbit has been doing it since the beginning of time. I also think, and this is not news, but Jessica Rabbit and Roger Rabbit is the greatest queer Halloween costume ever. I I would think. It transcends everything. I have some queer friends who dressed up like that couple this past Halloween, and you know what? They looked great, and the costumes were very flattering, as a Roger (laughs) Rabbit costume is intended to be, Uh, so everything's on point. Before we get to today's episode, you may hear something different in my voice. You may be going, wait a minute, something's different, and I can't put my finger on it. Is his voice... More annoying? Possibly, but that's not it. Does he sound more tired and older than um, the two weeks since the last episode would suggest? Also, yes, but that's not the thing. The thing is, You Made Me Queer, you might remember, was nominated for six Canadian podcast awards. Six. Almost the devil's number. One-third of it. And uh, anyway, we won two. We, we won two. You know what? No. Sean and Critty... are are partly accepting this win with me. I'm on the stage. We're in a flying geese V formation. I'm at the center. Critty is off the wing to my right. Sean is off the wing to my left. Anyway, uh, we did win outstanding personal series and outstanding debut. Can you believe that? This sweet old, sweet old little tin can pod. So what a true joy. Uh, Thank you so much to the Canadian Podcast Awards for the nominations for the wins, for the honor, for the the festivities associated. Of course, thank you to the Sonar Network, the glorious freaks at the Sonar Network for uh, platforming this show so that it can uh, win things, which it has. Is fame going to change me, you're asking? That's a very complicated question, and the short answer is yes. And hear how it has in my conversation (laughs) with today's guest. I am so excited about today's guest. I was their fan for a very long time before I lassoed them with the You Made Me Queer TM official lasso and brought them onto the show. So my guest today is Dylan Adler. Do you know Dylan? If you are on Instagram or TikTok, you certainly know Dylan. Dylan is truly funny as hell. Like, Big, broad, over-the-top physical comedy, but also very deadpan, and also a very funny musical comedian, great writer, etc. You are going to be a fan after this episode if you're not already a fan. And I uh, am both. I was, I am a fan of Dylan Adler. Now Dylan Adler is on my show And is a fan of me, here's Dylan's bio. Dylan Adler is a comedian, actor, writer, and musician based in NYC. But that might be old because I think you're based in LA now, aren't you, Dylan? He's currently a writer on The Late Late Show with James Corden. He has performed for Comedy Central and the New York Comedy Festival as a, quote, comic to watch, end quote. He's been featured in Vulture and Jezebel which are uh, the names of two of the dogs I said, for his show Rape Victims Are Horny Too with Kelly Bachman, which also made its... Yeah, and you're still thinking about that title, aren't you? It's a good title. It's, it's loaded. Um, anyway, it also made the final round of the Yes And Laughter Lab. He performed as a sketch actor on Mod Night at UCB, R.I.P. UCB, the one in New York at least, in improv at the People's Improv Theater, He is also a social media legend, a true legend. Have you seen his series about uh, backflips? That's a good time. But none of that is relevant to my conversation with Dylan today, which was strictly about uh, queer mind control. And that's what I do in this show. I hope you like it. My Siri just turned on. So she is trying to make sense of this entire intro and possibly spin it into a question. So let's... Let's not do the legwork for her. (laughs) Let's keep making this complicated. There's not going to be a question mark at the end of this. Anyway, uh, as I've said, talking to Dylan was such a treat. Dylan is so freaking funny, so off the cuff, uh, really just like big and broad and unapologetic, which sounds cliched, but Dylan uses that in a really sweet, funny way that uh, we can appreciate and you will appreciate momentarily. Siri just said she's on it and so are we so enjoy my conversation with she's now she's working on it with the one the only dylan your intro is now competing try again. competing with a robot can you this is why i don't trust machines enjoy my conversation with dylan adler yeah
0: Yes, uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so sorry about the conflict about the last time, and um, but I appreciate you having me on, thank you.
1: Oh my God, it's my pleasure. And for folks who don't know what Dylan's talking about, uh, Dylan had uh, a private appointment. Yeah, dish anything? It was cosmetic, right?
0: And it, was, uh, butt injections. No, yep. it was a butt injection. No, it was a dentist thing that went longer than I expected. Ah,
1: classic dentistry. A classic
0: dentistry. They were like, are you going to have to have adult braces? I'm like, well, that's a discussion.
1: That It's a look. Your teeth look great. Okay, look. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I had child, child into teen braces.
0: Same. Same. Did you? I am but now you're back? No okay. So I had <laughs> I had literal like retainer, headgear, like braces, the whole shebang. But my teeth like are moving a little bit and I'm like we're like trying to figure out what to do with the situation.
1: Right. So right. I might have
0: to wear something at night.
1: Just pull them all and- and fresh Hollywood dentures. Oh
0: my god, maybe I'll just do that.
1: Can you imagine? Oh my god. I have- and this is riveting content, if- for anyone who's still listening. I had braces, I have an underwire now on the bottom of my teeth. Fame. And uh, everything is generally in its spot except for one bottom- what- I- I want to call it an incisor, what the fuck do I know? Yeah, but it's yeah. going full rogue.
0: No. Yeah,
1: it wants out of my mouth.
0: That- <laughs> that will happen. Like sometimes a tooth will want to go a different artistic direction than everyone else. And it's just yeah. like kind of a big like burden on everyone.
1: It is, but it's also like if you love it, let it go. And if it comes back, it's truly your tooth. Isn't that what they say? That's so true. That's
0: what that's what yeah, Mariah Carey says in her song <laughs> butterfly.
1: That's right. Yeah. It's a lot of dentistry. When you really look at the lyrics of Mariah Carey, lots yeah. of tooth talk. Yes exactly so weird um but you know we could we could talk about that uh for a while but that's not really within sort of the ballpark of why you're here dylan Mm
0: -hmm. yes yes
1: uh dylan you're here because once we were children with crooked teeth and we had uh you know braces thrust upon us but we also had other things thrust upon us such as queerness (laughs)
0: we were given the choice and it's a choice and i chose
1: it it's a choice yeah it's a choice they strapped in that underwire and whatever sort of electrical conduction that does went straight down to the junk into the pubes yeah it's straight Um, to the
0: pubes straight to the pubes (laughs) (laughs) um exactly exactly
1: well that's quite queer we're both queer, I'm glad you're in line, unlike my bottom tooth and maybe all of your teeth. But that's why I called you here today, Dylan, because I want to give you a rare opportunity, now that you've showed up, excuse me, (laughs) to point the finger of blame Dylan Adler at who and or what made you queer?
0: Oh my God, that is a really, that's a really good question. Thank you. Who and or what made me queer? I think something that Definitely contributed um, to the queerness and queer sensibilities was um, a little show called That's So Raven. <laughs> um, yes, I think like I, I just like there was something about her that I was that I just loved so much. I was so drawn to. Um, I also the show made me queer because I had a really big crush on Eddie, the character <sighs> Eddie. Um, who was like, who played one of Raven's best friends. Mm-hmm. And I was very attracted to him. He was like, he played basketball, he could sing really well too. Um, So I had a big crush on Eddie, and
1: I think Eddie contributed to, you know, me realizing I was queer. Okay, so I'm googling this, because of course I know uh, Raven Simone's That's So Raven. Uh, mm-hmm. Eddie is, let's get a... V- Okay, yeah. So this is a very late 90s, early 2000s lookbook. We have sort of an oversized v-neck sweater. Absolutely. Yeah, maybe a big hoodie with like a sash bag over top. Yes, a sash bag over top. He,
0: He wore like big baggy shorts and like kind of baggy shirts, but I really liked it. It was kind of what was in at the time.
1: It was, you know, we were doing the best with what we
0: had. I know. What a terrible time in fashion. Seriously, (laughs) like long, like, like shorts that went down to your ankles. Like, that's disgusting.
1: It's just I remember that sort of American Eagle era when it's like no one you couldn't guess anyone's actual body type or anything, which is a pervy tween and teen infuriated me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I want a tight
0: coat. (laughs) I want tight. And also there was such a huge thing about wearing the sh- like long shorts because like if you had the most inkling of short shorts then people would assume you were gay so like yeah. shorts would like be like down to your
1: freaking like heels it was so, disgusting it was so a disgusting fun. genre of shorts it was a weird yeah it was weird they were long and my instinct was to go like high high and tight yeah Um, i remember i had like a a good old navy ringer tea and just in in my catholic community this ringer tea alone and it was graphic it said something like summer or something you know something like that (laughs) and that tea people would like double take and just be like what's that about yeah, oh my god. Isn't that so weird? It was a, like a a cheap t-shirt.
0: That's insane. I know. That's insane. I know. I'm glad that short shirts are kind of make like straight people are wearing. Yeah. Straight guys are wearing short shorts now. And I'm like, okay, like, are you gay? Like, I, I'm like, <laughs> and now I don't know like who's gay and who's straight now because I think like short shorts are coming
1: back. I know. And it's like the thing we were fighting for. It's like, it's actually gotten in the way of me picking up because now i don't know who who wants what i got exactly exactly it's fine so let's go back to raven simone so first of all how old were you i was like uh i'd
0: say six to nine ten like i was huge
1: like big for me then big for you okay got got it got it so you were you were real old tyke and what was it about like raven I know sort of, like, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen a full ep, Raven, Simone, Strike Me Down. Yeah, but, yeah. But I've seen, like, a teaser. So what's, like, if you can explain this in a potted form, like, what's her jam and why did it appeal to you as a six to nine-year-old?
0: I know, it just, and I think it appealed to me because, like, I, I just loved how she put on such a big performance. She was such a physical performer. Mm. And she played these characters that were larger than life. And she, you know, she was down to like do a big physical stunt and like, you know, like fall on her face. And like, you know, like there was one episode where she was allergic to something and like her whole face puffed up and then she like screamed, which was like hilarious.
1: Did she wear prosthetics or was this bad 90s CG?
0: No, it was prosthetic yes it
1: was prosthetic so i girl. think there was something about that that i was really drawn to and loved this tracks because you are for anyone who's familiar with your oof, you are a physical performer to say the damn least yes i love
0: I really that i love watching people be physical too it's one of my favorite things to watch and like That's what my, my Japanese family really loves too, because Japanese game shows and TV shows and prank shows, they're huge on physical humor and physical humor is like a very universal, you don't don't need like certain references or certain languages to understand that. And so like my Japanese family loves mutant like physical comedy.
1: I love that so much. I actually, I lived in Tokyo for almost four years and I remember watching this New Year's Eve special where there was just like a dude, sort of like a friendly announcer, and then next to him was a dude wearing a full carp head yeah um yeah like carp like a fish but no one was like playing up the joke they're just like i'm wearing a fish head and happy new year it's campy it's campy so campy so fun campy. yeah i know everyone wears tight shorts there please they know what's up uh they know what's up That's true. <laughs> so let's go to raven's music because you were going to talk about the jams Mhm, I loved her music career, too. I was such a huge fan of like her
0: um some call in magic, the things I see That was such a jam. She's good um. Um, literally that song got me through some tough times in high school. Um, but like, I was so obsessed with her and, and like her, uh, she also did like Disney mania covers. If you remember, like the Disney stars would like cover like under the sea or like some Oh, nice Disney songs. So I was like a. I was a big stan, like, you know, when I was a young kid, if someone asked me, like, who's the one person you want to meet? I'd be like, Raven, Raven Simone, hands down. That was like the person who I wanted to
1: meet. And could you buy those CDs, like in your local, I don't know, well, what do you have in the States? Like Sun Music or like, H? do you have HMV? Yes. What have you got? You know what I'm talking about. We
0: got, oh my God, what was the name of the music store? I'm totally blanking out, but I we know. did have a record store, but I would get these CDs for my birthday. Like I'd get kids <sighs> Bob CDs. Yes. Um, yeah. Kids Bob, Disney Mania, Raven Simone stuff. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause she wasn't like, and, like she kind of crossed over to more a little more like pop pop or like actual like you know releasing singles but early on it would just be like a weird compilation album of like disney disney afternoon songs absolutely or like yeah there there would be a
0: lot of that disney disney afternoons disney supper disney right. It was like a big, all the
1: meals all the meals yeah, yeah. i remember that you're really taking me to like mall weird mall cds and i think the best one i ever got was I want to say Kaufman's because I also lived in the states, so I'm familiar with your your people and your tunes. Yeah. yeah. I think Kaufman's had a thing. Maybe it was Sears. But if you bought a certain amount of like Beggy shorts or whatever, you would get a a weird Christina Aguilera. Not even a B side, but like a C side, uh, single w- with one song in the CD.
0: Oh my God, that's crazy.
1: And there were four and you had to collect them all. So I was like, how many board shorts do I have to buy? Oh my God, that's so funny. The songs were awful, but I loved them. Oh my God. Them. that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Raven <laughs> Simone. Okay, so Raven, so you were six to nine. These This is real entry level. And then where do we, and we've got Eddie, of course, in the periphery. Yeah, yeah in the um, periphery. The crush building up. Where do we go from That's So Raven?
0: Oh, where do we go from that so raven? Yes, I was like kind of exiting, you know, because the show ended and I was getting a little too old for Disney Channel. <laughs> no. Um, but then I think something that made me incredibly queer, who I was like an artist that I was truly like deeply in love with. Um, uh, Mariah Carey, her whole discography. Great. Um, she's one of my favorite artists, if not oh, my yeah. favorite artists of all time. I think. There's just something about her songwriting sensibilities and just her whole persona. She's so drag. She's so, like, I was- She's physical
1: comedy. She's physical (laughs)
0: Like, she, like, in her (laughs) memoir, she talked about, like, My favorite people in the world were my gay uncles. They loved my proclivities to extraness. And they showed me they like had glamour shots. They had me over and sometimes we do little glamour poses next to the Christmas tree. I'm like, this explains so much.
1: Oh my God. This is the zeitgeist because Beyonce's most recent album, she's like, Credit my gay uncle. So everyone is now citing their gay uncle.
0: Absolutely. Everyone has a gay uncle. I will be
1: that one day. Um, Oh my God. I'm a gay uncle now. It's a special time. How is it? It's, I do the same. My nephew's only one, but I do the same. A lot of photo shoots. His album Mm. is shaping up, but it's not ready. Oh, that's so cute. That's so So, cute. Right, Carrie? Okay. So, what was there like a first song when you were like, what? there was like a first
0: like my first song that i really fell in love with was hero like i remember hearing it on the radio and it was just such a beautiful ballad that's kind of that's all about you know perseverance and it's like it's it's such a gorgeous kind of anthemic song Mm -hmm. that i fell in love with and then i really got into the i listened to all the albums and fell in love with like vision of love and Mm. then like and then her like you know um her fantasy era then butterfly era which is probably my all time favorite one of my all 10 favorite albums and like albums of hers
1: yeah is butterfly just after okay cuz my intro was hero of course which i think was my great school song briefly but the oh, one i yeah. yeah it's a great song for kids
0: it is it is a it's a really kind of it's disneyish in a way i almost thought when i first heard it that it was like in a disney movie
1: it it should be and it could be and it yeah. might be in the future i think it will if you get on it yeah i will <laughs> okay. Uh, the, for, but the big one, I think, where I became a, a bit obsessed with her was "Always Be My Baby." Oh,
0: that's enough. That was my other one. What? "Always Be My Always Be My Baby" was always playing on the radio, and it was definitely one of my faves.
1: Also, for listeners, because you're not seeing this, Dylan just got so excited that he knocked his earbud out of his ear. <laughs> my earbud literally came out of my ear. That's how much I, <laughs> and
0: that's how much of a lamb I.
1: <sighs> it's that. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's a great video too because. She She's is. got like the plaid shirt. It's like a summer camp fantasy. I little love Little jean that. short. It's a summer camp. She's at Camp Mariah. Yes. Tire swing. Tire swing.
0: Okay. She, and she started because she went to like, I I was was listening in her memoir. She went to like sleepaway camps where she was able to like do music. So she like there was a camp that she funded for like girls to go to and like kind of hone in on their artistry. And that's where she filmed this music video. It was so it's like so innocent. She's she looks so gorgeous in all the shots and like she's swinging on the tie. It's like it's one of my favorite music videos too.
1: She looks great. Yeah. How and this is a safe space. How many times did you try and hitchhike to that summer camp? (laughs)
0: it was only for girls only for only for girlies um Uh. i yeah i i don't i don't think i i I like learned about the camp later in life when i was like way too old but I know, what a, what a dream.
1: Join the faculty. Quit your writing job. Don't waste your time.
0: I'll quit my writing job and I'll become like a camp counselor for <laughs> Mariah. Camp Mariah.
1: For Camp Mariah, literally dream. She forgets that that camp ever existed. I think she has. She has. So we've got that. And then, uh, and not to, you know, we'll go to the butterfly arrow, which you said is your favorite. Also, I want to earmark, bookmark, and dog ear, whatever the term <laughs> might be. Uh, The Honey era?
0: Oh, yeah, that's um, the Butterfly era.
1: Oh, come on. That was like the top single. And that
0: is one of my favorite songs of Mariah's. It stands up it stands up it's such a it's so sexy and it's so it's like i love the way pete diddy is such an incredible producer Mm -hmm. and he's produced some of my favorite songs ever he just like and like he she said like in the remix of honey biggie smalls was supposed to do a verse on it which would have been incredible but he unfortunately you know passed passed. so it wasn't able to happen but honey is truly one of my favorites Ah,
1: so good and like a weird music video that uses some like green screen technology that hasn't aged that well but it's mariah looking absolutely untouchable and then a bunch of gay sailors
0: gay sailors and Mm. she like like she literally like honey like she's dancing with semen around her and it's like it? honey honey is definitely like a double entendre for like it's like you're my honey but it's like when your love comes all over me she's talking about come right there like it's, it's, like, it's
1: sexy times dancing
0: with semen behind her i'm like mariah we know what you're doing bitch. i like, know
1: but that was an era when people were like it just don't read too much into it yeah you yeah, could do yeah, that like, you there was no you know like uh wet ass pussy
0: <laughs> yes 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 yeah that hadn't yeah. come out yet
1: what about heartbreaker two mariahs in the movie theater with jerry o'connell
0: <laughs> i <laughs> love that era just like of um, justice for glitter um, oh my god I, no she's so camp I know. I love. Um, I love the Heartbreaker album. I think she did great, and that was like when she was breaking out of Tommy Motola's like
1: yes. horrible,
0: just kind of like um, situation. Yeah. Um, but she, yeah, I loved. Like she was. Um, I, I think the Glitter album too, and soundtrack Lover Boy. I think those are great songs. And I'm like, you know, there was a lot of like, obviously, you know, it like was released the same day. As 9 11.
1: Glitter was? Yes, Glitter was. I don't remember that. That's yes, unfortunate. That's a,
0: yes, yes. Okay. It was very um, horrible, like kind of. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also Tommy Motola was like, deliberately trying to, like, you know, kind of squash all the efforts, like, since she broke away from him. Yeah. So, like, anything in her career, he was trying to deliberately, like, put out the fire and stuff. So, yeah, I think that was a factor.
1: It's those brutal, no, those, like, Svengali men, like, in all the Free Britney thing, or with Taylor Swift and the one who owns her masters. Yeah. All these jerks trying to stand between, uh, cis female chanteuse. And her people. What's up with that? tooth and her thing. It's horrible.
0: It's like I
1: oh know. But
0: I'm so happy as we're as we're talking about it that we are approaching yes. the
1: emancipation of Mimi
0: era, <laughs> which is another one of my favorite eras too.
1: So many eras, such a lineage, such a timeline. Not a lot of people know she writes
0: all of her songs. Does she actually? She She writes every single one of her songs and people are surprised by that because she is very diva. She's very camp. But she is a true, like, at heart, musician. She writes all her songs. She's involved in the production. She is like a true musician.
1: And when you say writes them, uh and, and but all her fine answers, is it just the lyrics, or also like, is it her at like a Casio? She
0: writes the lyrics and the melody, and most normally, like someone is on the piano or someone is in the pr- pr- like production studio with the track. But I remember hearing a story that. There was someone on the piano who, like, she had such a clear vision of the chord she wanted. She had such a good ear that she sang literally all the notes that were supposed to go in the chord for the song.
1: Wow! Her great, voice is so beautiful too. Does she? Does she still got it? I think she
0: does. I think yeah. she does. I think it's harder. You know, like, I think some days are better than others. I mean, like, as with any artist, but I think mm. she still got. She still has it.
1: I think so. And also, when you set the bar that high this is a lesson don't set the bar that high because it's not sustainable and she was like
0: truly in her era in the 90s also the 2000s like would record like for honey pete diddy said she sent a hundred tracks of her doing the entire song for him to parse through and edit. So like she worked herself to the bone right. with everything she did. So like recording wise, like she like really just like hammered it away.
1: It's like eggs, right? Like you only get so many high notes for your life. Sure. Yeah. We'll say it's eggs. It's eggs and you oh, ovulate. Oh, I just made the
0: connection. It's <laughs> I was thinking like you were talking oh, about like, like dare- hard-boiled eggs, oh. dairy eggs. I'm
1: like, oh. <laughs> You're like, I don't. This is weird. Yeah, it's like, you know, you you use them all by a certain time and then you don't have them anymore. That was with her high notes. She doesn't have those high notes anymore.
0: I think she's. She still can at times, but I don't think it's as she can't do them as often as, you know, before.
1: And that's fine because she, imagine her as like a husky alto if she committed to it.
0: I know because she also has such a beautiful low range that gets like really, like when she sings the roof every time, like she gets like her, the tones when she gets low are really, really gorgeous too.
1: Yeah, do it do it she's so she's got a shot is what we're saying but let's go back to to you uh so we is there another era of Mariah you want to hit or like what age does this take you until are we talking Always and like Mariah is keeping you queer. It sounds like
0: I think keeping me queer, like okay. always will be. She is like of many generations and spans many eras. That I think she I is always keeping me a fucking target.
1: <laughs> That's right. Any day when it's starting to kind of lapse out, she gets like a little tingle up the back of her neck, and she's like, "I better release another gay anthem." You
0: better release another album. Yeah.
1: And... <laughs> <laughs> You Made Me Queer. We'll be right back. And now, back to more You Made Me Queer. You Made Me Queer. So, I think for anyone who just listened to that segment, uh, enough said. We get it. We get it. We see it. We love it. We appreciate it. Where do we go from Mariah, at, Dylan?
0: Where did we go from Mariah? I remember I was exiting, like, you know, that was like, you know, young teen time when I was really. And love and, and falling. Well, I was um, going to
1: say, does this overlap any? Because we've had these sort of like, you know, Raven and things that seem a bit more like I want to be friends with you or I want to be you in some capacities. But when did this cross? You know, when did were you kissing boys at this time? Um, n- at
0: this time, I was really I could tell that I like my like sexuality wise, mm-hmm. I was definitely very attracted to to men and I was watching gay porn but I wasn't out and I wouldn't like kind of admit to myself that I was even though I was like I would watch 10 gay porns in a, in a row and then watch one straight porn and be like I'm just exploring
1: <laughs> yeah right as long as one was in the mix where I was
0: just focusing on the guy I'd be like I'm just a little curious I'm seeing what's out there
1: <laughs> right, right. No, the yeah. uh, the web history don't lie. The web history don't lie. What what is the thing that I mean? Did gay porn make you queer? Is that where we're going? <laughs> I think it was definitely okay. It was definitely the the
0: Axel Kane the actor okay. made me queer. Um, no, I um, I think there are also a lot of like um, can it should it like cultural touch points or like because like I also had a big. I was on the water polo team and like swim oh, team. Oh come so on! I like had a huge crush on like, not crush, just like was very attracted to a lot of the the boys who I was on the team with, and, and like, that's like all
1: speedos all the time.
0: It's like speedos all the time.
1: And how old were you on water polo? Jeez, I was
0: like fourteen to
1: eighteen that is a time to be changing very
0: horny years yeah very horny years
1: that's around when i dropped out i was in swimming lessons my whole life and like about to become a lifeguard with all the badges in canada we have like a badge system
0: oh my god i
1: don't know what like the aim like are you meant to put these on a sash or like what uh-huh. but i have all these badges and then like two before the end i was like i literally cannot change in the changing room with these boys anymore i'm gonna shorts. Circuit, so I dropped out of swimming.
0: Oh my God! Yeah. No, I had the same thing because I'm like, wait, how is everyone not hard right now while we're right. changing? I have to like hide it and conceal right. it.
1: And then you're like, yeah. oh, they're not, we're not
0: all gay? I know, exactly. <laughs> or like if some people were like hiding it. Like I, yeah, like I, I think a while after I got desensitized to it. But in the pool, you can, it's like a little easier to hide, but still. Fair.
1: And also water polo is a very grabby sport. Very grabby, very aggressive. I'd be like,
0: whoa, bucko. You know,
1: (laughs) it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. So that, so are we blaming that? Is that something we're throwing on?
0: I think if we can, is that, can we do that?
1: It's not just pop culture. People blame like, oh, a golfing neighbor, or like um, the perfume that the babysitter wore. Like anything is yes, fair game. Yes. Abstract I think, concepts. I think absolutely. You know that
0: water polo and um, and swimming. Mm-hmm. The just the kind of culture of it made me very much queer. I will say.
1: When you smell chlorine now, does it have like a sort of sexual connection for you? <laughs>
0: no but i um i think like it's contributed to the fact that my favorite like my ideal date is on a beach i love surfing like i like my like there's something romantic about like going to a beach or going to a pool with like with like a boyfriend or like someone you think is cute like that to me is so like hot like doing something in a hot like that i think it's contributed to that
1: I respect that. I'm slightly angry because it's November in Toronto and we're going into full-blown horrifying dark winter. Oh, no. you could go to a beach today if you wanted, Dylan. True. It's fine. True. It's fine.
0: (laughs) I think it's uh, (laughs) contributed to that for sure. For sure. But I can also name another thing that definitely contributed to my queerness.
1: Okay, bring it.
0: Um uh, there's someone, there's like a family there's like um someone I grew up with whose name I'm not gonna say. Okay. But they were like such a I had such a crush on them. I had such a crush on this person for a long time.
1: It was like a neighbor or a family friend?
0: Family friend okay. and we grew up like going dinner at their house and like we would like always chill like they they also did music and stuff Mm -hmm. um and they had like kind of a cool individualist kind of like nature to them and they were like a guitar player so whenever i see an asian guy playing guitar (laughs) that does something to me like it does something to my to my whole
1: yeah yeah to your whole with a w or with an just an h to both Okay, got it. I yeah. was like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. Um, yeah. And like, have you, is this locked in time as a childhood memory? Like you're not really in touch with this person anymore? It's
0: locked in time. Definitely. I'd say from late elementary to kind of like a little high school.
1: Yeah. What is is this yeah. person queer? Do you think they were? Yes. Okay. I know they are. Interesting. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, maybe they're a listener of the show. Context. <laughs> Go show up at the beach for Dylan and see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. I have a I have a boyfriend. Okay. Well, then don't do it.
0: Yeah. They they're just like a a like a definite childhood crush that was very influential into like you know what I you know
1: who I crush on and stuff. It's funny when you have those first like maybe it's this is true for straight folks too, but like queer folks because you're becoming this sort of like you know you're different you don't quite know what's going on it's the sort of it can be like an insular existence that when you find someone else who is like potentially queer it can become this super loaded like i had uh, a high school friend who was the only other person i knew who was like potentially queer who ended up being queer yeah but i was like we normally would not even have been that interested in him not compatible really in so many ways but i had like the most obsessive crush over him, just because I thought he was queer. Yeah. We both liked the Spice Girls. We both learned the choreo to live at Wembley Stadium. Oh my God, that's cute. That's cute. Yeah. I yeah. know
0: like that definitely, I think is a big factor because like, there's so little op, there's so little queer community that like, you know, another person who's queer, it's like, it's a big thing.
1: It's a big thing. And for younger folks, you have to understand we had no way to there was no grinder there was no nothing there was no mm-hmm. way to seek these people out it was just like the other kid in class who also wore like a pink lacoste polo <laughs> um and board shorts you were like hang on absolutely that's absolutely. right absolutely
0: 1000% 1000% 1, yes
1: well what a what a glittery path you've taken us on uh so let's Literally. quickly <laughs> that wasn't oh. a mariah reference but it, it just oh. bubbles up oh. so let's uh circle back through what you blamed You we started off with i'm going to say the profession of dentistry feels right <laughs> um then we went to that's so raven yeah. followed by raven's yeah. uh, eddie special mention raven's singing career then we went straight to mariah
0: yeah then we went to mariah
1: yeah all of the Mariah. We really spent time with Mariah. Yes, yes.
0: I'd say, if anything, 90s Mariah, but all of it,
1: really. All of it. it. All of it. Yeah. And this the seamen with which she fraternizes. Exactly. And then there was an anonymous family friend who played guitar. There was a special mention of a beach and any bodies of water. Bodies of water made me gay. Absolutely. Let's hear it for water.
0: Let's hear it for water. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. And then, what was the last thing we hit? Oh, uh, was that it? It was the friend,
0: Yeah, the friend and then bodies of water. <laughs> I guess yeah, the there the, I think some d- the Disney Channel hot actors for yes. sure
1: oh my were God. were
0: pretty big for me, you know. I'd say Danny Phantom was pretty big. Oh,
1: great one. Um, Johnny Tsunami was another. Johnny Tsunami was like a little like, was he a surfer and a musician? Surfer. Surfer, surfer. So I think God's work contributes, yeah. For me, I'd say like my ideal, hype is somewhere between a Chippendale rescue ranger and a Baloo from Tailspin.
0: <laughs> and, and, and that, that's great.
1: Thanks. I'll, I'll hit some people up who I know are like that. I mean, listen, and if you've got your own propeller plane, d- doesn't hurt? Yeah, doesn't hurt. Get it. Is there anyone else you want to blame? This is your final chance, Dylan.
0: Oh, my God. Any of the <laughs> final people. It's so much pressure. I already said
1: Eddie. Handy Manny
0: was a uh, was a Playhouse Disney character with tools who like I was very attracted to cartoon.
1: Handy Manny was on a show? Yes. Yeah. Their own show?
0: Yes, their own okay. show um, where he was like a tool guy who fixed people's house. Okay. Um, also, the roly poly robot, <laughs> I'd say I was very attracted to his kindness totally. and his yeah. curiosity of learning, you know? This,
1: this is a heartfelt answer. And the fastidious nature that is only associated with queer people. Yes.
0: Mm. I remember as a kid, I wanted his robot body to lay on me. <laughs> I was like, I, I want that robot body to press me down. Yes,
1: that cold metal. And it was probably he- like surprisingly heavy. Heavy,
0: which I was into.
1: <laughs> I mean, listen, I know. Could you, I wanted
0: could you... a heavy robot body.
1: <laughs> listen, yeah, it's a know. simple kink. I want a heavy robot from a kid's show to lay on my kid's body.
0: It's What's not the that much to ask. <laughs> Come on, A low budget. It could happen.
1: It's it's fine. There are dream. There are some dreams we have not achieved yet, so we can achieve them in the future. Did I just coin that? That's gorgeous. That should be. Um, That's Mariah's new album the title. slogan.
0: That should be the slogan of our state or something. <laughs> the California the, yeah. state slogan. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> the flag just got real long. Yeah. yeah uh okay dylan so and i could talk to you about this forever and to you forever because you're very funny but before i let you go would you like to play a game yes oh thank god i love a enthusiastic response this game is called queer queerer queerist
0: Queerist. amazing
1: (laughs) i'm going to give you three things your job is to put them in order from least to most queer and tell me why amazing amazing Okay. okay cool Okay, great. Any questions? No. Nope. Great. Thing number one, mini trampolines. Mmm. Maybe for exercise. Who knows what? They're very small. Only one person can fit. Okay. Thing number two. That. Oh. oh yeah. Oh, don't don't you dare start putting things in order yet. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. You can't put one thing in order. You're right. You're right. I know. Okay. Thing number two. Uh, do you you might not know this reference, but you might. Have you seen the Star Wars Holiday Special? I haven't. (laughs) Okay, you got it. It's worth it. Uh, Okay. Drop some acid and watch that. So in this special, there is a holiday called Life Day. It is sort of a non-denominational holiday replacement uh, and to celebrate, the whole thing is about celebrating it and at the end, Carrie Fisher sings a Life Day song that's basically the tune of the Star Wars theme song but with absolute trash lyrics. So thing number two is life day. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's everyone's holiday. Thing number three, the enormous keychains on gas station bathroom keys. You know this? Yes. Yeah, sometimes it's like a pylon or just like so, such a big plastic dongle. Huge, huge. So big. Um, What's your story? So those are your three things. Mini Tramps, Life Day, and the enormous keychains and gas station bathroom keys. Dylan mm -hmm. Adler, least to most queer and why? All right. I have to say the least queer I'd say is...
0: The gas station bathroom keychain. I will say there is something very campy about how big it is. It's yeah. kind of like the Billy Porter coming in, <laughs> like, like, with the big hat carried by a bunch of those men. The category is camp, yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily associate it too much with queerness. The second one, unless you're going to fuck in the bathroom.
1: well, listen, it's your time in the bathroom. Listen, listen. Okay. <laughs> um,
0: I've used the stonewall bathroom for some things. Come on, I could have used a little key. Come on, who hasn't? <laughs> That's right. Um, but <laughs> the second most one I'd say is the trampoline. Oh. Because there's something you can put on a little show. Like it's for like kids can put on a show. I remember there was a little one in our house, and me and my brother would like as like literal talks, little would like fight to like push each other off and we would like like jump and you know you can sing songs so it's like you're putting on a show there's drama there's levels. Yeah.
1: it's a portable stage and you're right the levels come on
0: there's levels it's a portable stage i yeah. mean it's something you could like perform i don't know rent on it or falsettos <laughs> on it you know there's a lot of things you could do
1: um on that stage there's a lot and also now i'm thinking that, and i want a future where every busker has to be or just buskers who that's their busking. They're on the mini tramp.
0: They're on the mini trampoline while singing Seasons of Love. You know, it's <laughs> very gay, you know?
1: Woof. Yes, you got it. Yeah. Um, I'd say the
0: third is the Star Wars special. I've never seen it. But that's, that's gay as fuck, you know? Like, that's... <laughs> really gay like just to I mean there's something about song parody that's you know it seems like it's it, it's campy in itself like I'm a song I'm a gay song parody
1: mm-hmm. well so, pronounced I mean, seems,
0: yeah um that's how it's actually it's a French <laughs> word um, that's how it's like like to turn like life world life day yeah. and that's you're knowing gay. you're not far off yeah life gay life I mean it just it's, true. it's it's all there it's,
1: it's all it's, there it's Carrie yeah. Fisher and what you don't even know about this thing yet is at one point Dion War. well first of all B. Arthur is the bartender <coughs> and Dion Warwick wow. is like a holographic w- w- jerk-off fantasy that the dad the dad Wookiee watches and this is a kids' holiday special. Oh my God. That's it's a great time. Well, it's queer, so yeah. It's queer. And also yeah. this year, happy Hanukkah. Ha- Merry Christmas. This is what you're watching. That's right.
0: That's right. That they don't, you know, it's non-denominational, which I appreciate. That's pretty queer.
1: And it's beautiful. That's right. Yeah. Equality. Everyone's welcome at our Dionne Warwick jerk-off table. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Uh, Okay, so let me check your marks. So you said it was gas station, mini-tramp, life day, one, two, three. Congratulations, Dylan. You got 100%. Yes. Yes. You are, in fact, a queer person. (gasps) Thank God. The results are in. Record that, Mariah.
0: Yeah, hear that. I've been faking it this whole time. I'm
1: (laughs) straight. (laughs) yeah no oh no. my god but yeah. now you're certified you can get that little blue check mark uh <laughs> before it's Finally, ripped from it's your hands
0: 20 bucks to elon musk for it oh
1: please anything you have to pay 20 bucks for should also be something you can eat yeah there should be something deep fried deep fried component i
0: fully agree
1: fully get agree. out of here elon musk so dylan thank you so much this was a sweet A sweet fantasy, as Mariah would say. It was my pleasure.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Uh, And it was worth the wait for your uh, (laughs) cosmetic dentistry. Hey, before I let you go, anything you want to plug? Yes, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Dylan
0: Adler underscore on Twitter at Dylan Adler six or on TikTok at Dylan Adler seven. So, <laughs> you know, just kind of there are like a bunch of Dylan Adler teenagers from Aspen, Colorado, who took it before me. So it, that's the that's what it is. But I you know, you can follow me there. I'm doing a show. Um, this next Monday in New York City, um, at Littlefield at 10 p.m. So, I'll can you drop a my... calendar
1: date? What's the Absolutely. next Monday? Absolutely, it's okay. gonna be
0: it's gonna be Monday, November seventh, 10 p.m. Littlefield. Um,
1: yeah. This comes out on Thursday, so okay. when you're listening to this, uh, you know, go read the New York Times article lauding Dylan's performance on the Monday. <sighs>
0: Um, But yeah, uh, that's where that's where you can find and follow me.
1: Beautiful. Or if you're feeling especially uh, frisky at the beach. So Dylan, thank you so much. This was a joy. And I do want to tell you, I was very queer when this conversation started. And talking to you has made me queerer than ever.
0: I'm so happy making the world a better place.
1: Oh, my God. One effeminate, fastidious child at a time. perfect okay go enjoy the sun you bastard thank you thank you trevor bye bye okay bye and that is our show so as always you can email me at you made me queer at gmail.com it's an email address you can send things to that address and then i read them it's like child's play. Please rate and review and subscribe to this podcast because I'm a winner, baby, and reviews befit a winner. That's it. Thank you for listening. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what a pleasure to stuff myself in your ears. Q credits. You Made Me Queer, I'm going real smoky, is created and produced by me, Trevor Campbell. Our engineer Sean Van Beaton. Our theme song is by Critty. For more from music, check out lavenderbruisers.bandcamp.com Our website is youmademequeer.com. Our Instagram and Twitter handles are at youmademequeer. New episodes of You Made Me Queer come out every other Thursday. And from the bottom of my big, bent Jessica Rabbit heart, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, remember, we're here, we're queer, and it's your fault.